What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ball Status. That's right. This is the podcast where we talk about the business of health and the health of business. I'm Doug Miller here with Patrick Mabe. Hello. And we're joined today by Paul Revelia, a.k.a. Silver Fox. I'll take it. Better than Dirty Paul. I guess it was Dirty Paul at one point. So if you don't know Paul, like I said in a post I made today, and you follow the physique competition world, you're probably living under a rock. Paul Revelia is one of the country's leading booty masters. Let's just say contest prep coaches. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just wanted to see how you'd correct me. Contest prep coaches. So Paul runs a company called Pro Physique, and you have just told me before the podcast, so that's why I know the exact number. Can I say it? Yeah. 31 coaches working under him. That's pretty darn impressive. So I would say the majority of your clients, are they bikini or bodybuilding figure? what's What's the breakdown here? So specific to me, almost exclusively is the bikini division. The company, we're probably 70 to 80% lifestyle, 20 to 25% prep clients. So, so you have that many lifestyle. Yeah. That's the, crazy. That's where the business is. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people see the results competitors get and they go, that's what I want to look like, but I don't want to get on stage. Uh, it's it's proof of concept, right? You see people get and, a certain look. And let's be honest, for the most part, most lay people are probably a lot less high maintenance than competitors. I go the opposite direction on that. I much prefer prep clients because you, me, Patrick, yeah. we are robots. We're machines when we're in prep. And I, that's the, the type of clientele that I have. But um, you've gotten to a point where you can pick and choose your clients and you only work with the cream of the crop, of the rise of the top. You well, know what I'm saying? I mean, that's why we're here with elite athlete Daraja Miller, right? Like she was one of the people that put me on the map, you know, her, her rise. Did you say Daraja Miller? Did you say Daraja Miller? Did I? You know what I'm yeah, You totally did. I, like, I was like, I know she just got married, but what am I missing here? I don't think he got married to you. Yeah, I was like, what just happened? It's the Roger Whitemoyer. Yes. So I just kind of blended. <laughs> I guess um, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically where I'm at. I want the c- competitors that are going to be where I'm at. I'm at a show every weekend. I'm at national pro shows, you know, high-level NPC athletes. That's really where my kind of focus is. So that's what I tend to prefer. So let's let's bring it back a little bit. So um, you've been on boss. Uh, well, it wasn't boss status. So it was probably ask the boss. It was honestly the back the in the day, yeah. and that was at our old, old, old building. Was that in Ashburn? No, it was in Sterling. It was in Sterling. Was in Sterling. Oh, that's right. Um, and so it's been two or three years. Was it after COVID? It was before. That's crazy. I don't even know if we were podcasting. Like Actually, it was. It was 2020 because I remember staying in the hotel and they weren't giving out the breakfast. Oh wait. Yeah, I think it was. There was a podcast you guys did in the conference room of the Ashburn Warehouse. Yeah, that was before. I think yeah. we, so. We've done a couple now. So uh, Paul's been around for quite a while. So we. Go I back. like the title of being your longest like athlete or. You rep. are. Yeah. Yeah. So he, Paul has been with Core now. I think we decided it's been ten years. Yeah. So 2013, when we were. Uh, at Ron Parmiter's show, the uprising, OCB yep. uprising, when all the a lot of pro natural bodybuilders went to that show to judge, but it came into it was basically just a big bro fest, right? Bro fest. And, uh, and we listen, just and we just watched Mark the Har- crack jokes. We just watched the Harlem uh, Harlem Shake video we did. If you guys are, did Mark have MTS at that point, or did he just leave? Set? I think he had just gone to Tiger Fitness. 
Yeah, I think he was so just starting out MTS. At waiting that point. for MTS. Yeah, I think to, I think MTS might have started. He might have had a non-compete. At that but point. I remember Ben Escrow was there too, and he was doing ben a brand. Escrow there. Yeah, he had a he really was. good brand for a while. Him and him and Ryan Doris. De Novo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, when this is back in the day, and I think that trip was the first time. Like I knew who you were through Lane. Same. I knew who you were. Yeah, and uh, but I think that was uh, it was love at first sight, right? We the bromance began right away. I think I did a shot of pre workout. <laughs> I think we did a sh- I think we did a shot of pre workout out of your trunk, and you're like, take the full scoop, and I was like, Uh-oh. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took a couple, wash it down, or took some zap. Took a pill. He's like, yeah. take this pill. Yeah, wash it down with this. You take the red pill. I actually think that was when we had the original Core Fury. It was a it was. white tub, and it had like a tornado mm-hmm. of like wild colors. It was kind of blue on the front of it, and it was filled with uh, like PEAs. So I'm a I am a fan at this point, and have zero communication with any of you guys. So I'm sitting here watching the watching like YouTube and following. Yeah. Did you have hard core hard by that time? No. Well, 2017 was when hard was the first. Like sixteen, seventeen. So re- you might have re- had it, but uh, I think we had it. It might have been just coming out, and but you it would have been like a promo. It would have been Mark with, for TigerFitness.com. It would have been with five AT. It, oh, for sure. It when, was the clear bottle with the blue. With, yeah, yeah. It, but like I remember Mark interviewing you with for um, for like a Tiger Fitness promo or something like that that yeah. he was doing. And it's funny. One of the inspirations for Core Hard, I know when Mark was back at Cyvation, I think it was a sister company he had. With um, Mike McCandless, it was like, um, who eventually ended up taking over Salvation. It was like this female-driven brand, and it was a really good idea. It was called Estracourt. I remember that. And I took it pre-contest, and it was kind of like, it was like a toned-down version of Core Hard, but it was one of the few products on the market. This was before KSM 66 and, you know, all that. It was one of the few products on the market that specifically was going after some you know, cortisol but it slash had ashwagandha in it. No ashwagandha. Dim. It had dim okay. and something else in it. Okay. But you know, I'm proud to say that I was one of the first people, and I like people are gonna be like bullshit. You know, whatever. Like, but no way. I, I no way. No how. Um, Not never. <laughs> I don't think people know what you're talking about. Some people do. I, I do. For I those, like KYK news. Yeah, for those out there who know what he's talking about. Yeah, um, drinking out of cups. Um, <laughs> I was one of the first to bring to do use KSM 66. Where did you? So how see I that found research? it? I was going to Supply Side West. This uh, was right when Core started to like take off. This was, I think, right after my competitions. And so core was kind of on a rocket ship. I was like, I need to f- get in with like the supplier ingredients and all of that. Yeah. And so I went to my first supply side West, just went by myself didn't really know what to expect. And I just basically spent three days walking the expo and there was this product called KSM 66. And I was in the time developing this pre-contest hardening agent called core hard. And it was supposed to be cortisol control, had dim and all that other stuff. And, uh, so I stopped by this booth. No, like now KSM 66 is like the major sponsor of Supply Side West. They are like the sponsor of it. They're massive. Uh, and I remember I was like, this is really interesting. And uh, they had a specific study talking about reduction in cortisol by 27%. Was it the rat study? I'm not sure which study it was yeah. at this point in time. But it was like, no, this was in humans. 
This was a human study, okay. and that's why I was so intrigued. That and was the blood serum in humans. Yeah. But the rat study was interesting because they gave it to a group of rats, and then they literally put them in a pool to see how long they would swim until they drowned. The, gr <laughs> the rats that did not get it, like they, the, they lasted like 40% less yeah. than the rats, that, and that was the only difference. So I was like, wow, it really does. So KSM 66 makes you a good swimmer? Prevents you from drowning. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of where I discovered. I was like, we got to put this in core heart. So, anyways, that's long story. Long story short, short, we've known each other for quite a while now. And Paul was one of the first kind of athletes to come on board. And I will say that Paul is um, our most uh, preeminent athlete, core elite athlete. Um, he has been working with me in formulating products. So he's got the PR series, which is the Paul Revelu or, or personal record series, yeah. whatever, whatever you want to say there. So uh, we designed vegan for Paul because, you know, there was definitely a time when I said, Paul, <laughs> I will never do a vegan product. You actually had a shirt that said, what, what was the shirt? you? hundred percent vegan free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. We that's America Lab shirt. America. We were walking around expos in those. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, there is a there's a there's a big market for that, and uh, like you're the perfect example. You can't drink whey, even though it's not just a lactose thing; it's a whey thing, it's right? A whey thing, yeah. And so we worked with Paul to come out with that the PR series uh, for Burn. Um, that was a really cool product because you really love KSM sixty six. So we put yeah. KSM sixty six in that fat burner, mm. and then uh, Poise was also a fun one. I remember you asked me, Doug, we got to do, I have all these bikini clients and they suffer from two issues. One is like uh, that time of the month, the yep. side effects related to a, a period and thyroid health. Yeah. And so we have our poise, our women's health product and which specifically addresses those. And that's been an awesome product. The feedback on my end from my clients has been overwhelming on how much better they feel on poise. Like, so, so they'll buy a bottle, they'll take it all month, then they'll forget to get another bottle. And then they, and they won't even realize that how good they felt until they run out. And so that has been a game changer for sure. And now little hint, a little, we're jumping ahead in all these questions I have for you, but little hint. So we're working on, Paul's been bugging me for a while now. We have a, quite a few really good test boosters under the core line. Uh, you know, core alpha and core test. But Paul, they they both have DAA, so diaspartic acid, uh, and methyl diaspartic acid in core alpha and uh, calcium uh, chelated version in the core test powder. Paul's really been asking for a DAA-free, uh, because DAA can have some stomach discomfort in some people, a DAA-free test booster specifically designed for dudes over 40. Yeah. The Silver Fox market. I think we're going to call it Silver Fox. It's there. That's where I'm at. I'm and in a so, sweet spot. And so we have an awesome formula on paper. I haven't showed it to him yet to, to get feedback. Oh, but I didn't know you were that far along. Oh, no. We're, yeah, we're, we're there. We got quoted and everything. I already know. Yeah. And this is what happened with the vegan. I bugged Doug for like two years. I was trying all these crappy vegan proteins. And then one day he's like, oh, yeah, we got a vegan protein now. I'm like, what? Here's the samples. He just sent them to my house. And I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, formulas for products that don't even exist. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's <coughs> been awesome about Core is that you guys are users of everything you make. So if there's a gap in what you need, you guys come well, up so with Well, so what I'd really like to do with this, especially, and we do it quite a bit, like, so we have a new version of Corbolic coming out, which is our natural anabolic, uh, complete, like a V2 of it. Uh, we will ask our manufacturer to send us a couple beta testing bottles, right? Like on paper, it looks great. 
in the science behind it looks great. The formulation is great, but you don't really know how everything works synergistically together until you right. take the product. Right. So I'm going to try to get you a bottle or two to run. Bollock V2? No. Well, that's coming. That's already running. Okay. But that too. Uh, but the code word for Silver Fox Silver test Fox. booster. Okay. So that you can run it and we get feedback, yeah. right? Like, you know, you need to be able to speak to it, especially if you're going to put your name on it. So yeah, absolutely. So uh, excited for that. So let's go back. So we met 10 years ago. And at that point in time, we have similar backgrounds in that we worked the corporate world. I think I, uh, the very we all, parallel. We, mirror, we mirrored each other from the time we quit our day jobs to yeah. start our side projects and it took over. Right. Yeah. So you quit. When did you quit? What year? 2011. 2010, 11 is when I put in my two weeks notice. All right, so you were a little ahead of me. I, I, I kept the golden handcuffs a little longer. I had, a, uh, I had a sugar mama. She had just oh, gotten yeah. a big promotion. She worked for Chase, and uh, we decided, okay, let's take a chance. She had a nice big pay bump. We were really had low bills at that moment. We had cars were paid off, and it was like a very calculated risk. I also had put in enough time, gone back to school, gotten enough degrees, certifications, and had enough experience. If I wanted to stay in the IT world, I could have jumped ship into another company and yeah. done very well. So it was kind of like me going, we'll see how it goes, but I'll probably be back to work in a month. Yeah. I mean, when I left, I know they told me it's like, because they knew I, I already, so for about two, around that same time, I reduced my, so they require basically 50 hours a week, but you're usually working 80. Right. I went down, I said, I need to go from five days to three and a half. So I got permission to three days in the office, one day, half a day at home. Yeah. And basically I said, I'll give me a 30% haircut on my salary. And that was my transition moment. And yeah. then um, basically they finally were like, we know you want, like, we know what you're trying to do and stuff. And I, you know, so, cause I was going in there to ask for, I was like, you know, this, this is it. Steph told me she was pregnant and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm out. And as soon as I started the conversation with my boss, he's like, he's like, the job's here. I was like, if you decide in six months from now, you want to come back? No problem. Yeah. You, your job will always be here. So I was like, all right, peace. Yep. I'm like, I'm out. Very and that was, that was, you know, and they're like, you know, you're going to leave and you're going to be like, man. I think our firstborns are pretty close. Sloan's nine now. Jackson's nine in February. I think yours is April. March. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so. remember they were about a month apart. So yep. we were, we we're like mirrored everything in terms of leaving our corporate job, starting a family. Yeah. Um, so we waited a little bit longer than a lot of people wait to start a family. I was 37 when my son was born. Yeah. So and I was 34. Really I was 30, 34. So I'm so grateful for that though. Oh, totally. Like we weren't, we weren't ready at all, no. you know? Um, so anyway, so very parallel track. And then, so you basically went all in on the coaching. And so you were very much, how did you get started? Was it, did you have like a five or 10 year plan or did you just, you were just like, I'm going to figure this out as I go. Or did you, did you like, were you dreaming of it to be where it is today or excuse me, wh where were you at? So I, I saw this wave coming. So I, I got to witness what was happening with Lane Norton. Lane was my first coach. And soon after he became one of my best friends and I was spending all this time with him and Lane didn't recognize the shift that was happening in the world. Um, as much as he was just dealing with what was happening. I was more, I came from the business world. I knew what the value of a customer, a lead, uh, the cost of acquisition of a client was. And he was literally turning down millions of dollars. And so I saw this online wave happening. There was no online coaching. We used to have to convince people, you know this, like, yeah. why should I work with an online coach? Lane was one of the first people to just kind of open up that tidal wave of like, I remember him telling me he was getting 50 client requests per day, personally. And he obviously couldn't even open those emails. So 
um, when he asked me to like take on a client or two and he would help support me, that was kind of the transition I needed. And literally every time Lane said, oh, I'm full, go work with Paul, they would just send me money without even speaking to me. Lane says, you're my coach. Boom, here's $1,000. Give, give me a plan. I was like, whoa, hold up. We haven't even had a consult, nothing. So I kind of took that as, the, okay, I want to start this business properly and do it the right way. Uh, with Lane's help, I worked with Dr. Joe. I went back to school to study exercise science. I felt this immense pressure to do good by like my, my, my athletes. But that was really when it started. And the first time I had a competitor get on stage, I, I didn't charge him for coaching. And he gave me some cash at the end of prep. And my wife goes, you're, that's your business money. You're going to put that down and we're going to we're going to start business. And that's when I came up with the name pro physique. And just, I said, the, the, the reason I did call it pro physique was I did have the, the foresight. I said, I'm not going to call it Paul fit or I didn't want it to be associated <laughs> with my name. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to be bigger than me. And the word pro was because I had earned my pro card and the word physique was something that Is I Is that trademark. Do you own that? I own all of it. Pro physique. I own the federal trademark on pro physique. Yeah. Um, Cause it's a pretty common two words in the industry. Yeah. So like I would, I would, I'm hoping you have the IP. Well, I got ProPhysique.com. I bought that off someone. Yeah. I own tons of domain names with that, but I also went through the process of getting the federal trademark. Okay. Um, because there are other businesses that use my name and I've sent them cease and desist, but I don't pursue it because honestly, but this is for the people who are watching this for business stuff. Like you have to protect and you have to police. And it, that's the ugly side of it. Like you don't want to get into a drawn out lawsuit, but like if you have a trademark, it is your duty to police the trademark. Yeah. Like you, that's the law, right? Yeah. Like otherwise there's no value in trademarks if people are not policing their trademark. Right. So, I mean, we got a dumb cease and desist the other day over something that is kind of a joke, but like they just thought that they had needed to do it. We're going to tell them like, no, you're wrong. But Brown sand, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, you have to do that. So that's just part of business. Yeah, no, it's it's a lesson that I was, you know, the, the, the benefit of my wife working for Chase and coming from the business world is, you know, as a coach, I didn't know how to run a business, how to get, uh, you know, tax information. And Misty does all of that. My wife runs the entire back end of the company. So now she's quit her whatever job. She left banking. Obviously, she had kids, but uh, she's in real estate. Yep. Right. But so but she's very much involved. in. Oh, man. Like ask, you know, anyone that works for me, Daraja, Rachel, any of them. Misty runs Pro Physique. Like they laugh because I don't even know what's going on. Like I know where I'm going to be and I know these major events that are happening, but I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That's, that's day-to-day stuff that I have the privilege of being able to not worry about because I'm so focused on my athletes. So it's, uh, let me just talk about, I, lo- I love the, the logistics of this. So she's running like the administrative side of this. And then she, you guys have, I know you have 31 coaches, which has got to be, I was going to use the word a disaster to manage, but uh, a challenge to manage. Right? Well, so, so how do you, how do you set up your structure? Your, yeah, of your organization? So we have, we have our, our coaches. Then we have two. Now we have two directors of coaching. So they do all the onboarding. They do all the quality control. They follow up with, do clients. they have clients too? Or now yes. at this point? Yeah. yeah, they have clients, but they are able to take on fewer clients because they are salaried. Um, and then we also have just like checks and balances within the company. We have a completely, proprietary um, database for all of our clients, all of our payments that all fall under our, that we built, hand built for us. So when you say it's hard to manage, it's actually not because we have spent the last decade fine tuning this, this platform that is specific to our company that really makes the company run. So how you receive payments and how you onboard clients. So is, are you communicating through an app with all the clients or? I mean, you, it's, you can call whatever form of technology you want. It's an online platform um, that we developed. 
Um, so each coach has their own dashboard. They can see all of their clients, all their payment history, when they started, when their contract ends, they can see all that. And the administrators can see, okay, um, you know, how many clients does this coach have? Because we have people that, you know, we're getting, you know, between 500 and 1,000 inquiries a month for coaching. So we can't send 50 to one person. We've got to make sure we, you know, spread them fairly. So um, now how that, do your coaches generally communicate for the online? Or is it through email or is it through an app? Is there a trail of this yeah, or there's, is, it, is it videos or what? It's multiple ways. That's one thing that we haven't gotten completely under one umbrella because there's so many pieces of technology. So we're mostly doing phone calls and video calls to like the personal connection, but the updates are through our update system. So it's not through email. They're logging into our update site and filling out the form and submitting it. Now that form comes to their dashboard and it also comes to their email in the form of a PDF document. That's what I prefer. Some of the coaches like using their dashboard. So yeah. it's, it's, it's what we prefer and we actually can. And then you send back revisions through the system or? So if, if you go through the system, yeah, it'll notify the user, it'll yeah. go to their email. Yeah, or it can go to their text message. So what really I'm thinking here is platforms. right, like, and this is the way basically franchising usually happens, right? Like uh, a franchisees will come in and they'll like wanna open a certain business, right? Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, they think they're experts in the business and they wanna do their own thing. Or in your case, like everyone wants to be their own coach, but right, like obviously Pro Physique has taken a cut of their pay, right? Yep. So, you know, I, I would think you would want a system, I'm just speaking out loud here from the business side, a system where, you know, if they jump ship, like you have access to the communication records of the- Yeah, and, and we're client first. That's one of our core values yeah. is that the clients come first. We're not gonna be nitpicky if someone wants to leave, but my job, what I look at it is, I work for all of the coaches. They do not work for me. My job is to provide them clients, I provide them a platform, and I provide them fair pay, right? So if they're going to leave, they're gonna to have to acquire their own clients, they're gonna to have to handle all the payments, they're gonna to have to handle all the updates. So I'm trying to make this a turnkey solution most other co coaching operations are not literally hand feeding you clients. Yeah. I am. No, my coaches are not required to ever acquire a client. So the other aspect of this, which is, you know, we get uh, asked to like, hey, why don't you franchise the nutrition corners? And one of my big things is I don't want to uh, the the idea of devaluing valuing your brand right with one bad franchisor, right? Sure or franchisee, I should say. So like in the coaching, it's the same thing. Like obviously you would screen your franchisees, you would screen your coaches, you'd hire them or you know, you'd you know, sign the deal with them. You'd have to be some level of comfort. But how do you protect the pro physique name there? Like, is there certain, and, and you know, like people come, I'm sure there's a lot of people. Now you've probably grown to a point where they're not necessarily coming for Paul. They're coming for pro physique, which is great. That's, that's a what great, I want. And that's what you want, right? Like I totally that's get that. That's why our transformation challenge is so valuable. Yeah. So, but, so how do you assure the quality of your coaches is up to your standard? Yeah. Oh, we have an onboarding system. We have two directors of coaching that are there. So to, to be hired as a coach, you got to interview with four people from our company. Right, you're going through our directors, you're going through my wife, and you're going through our onboarding uh, customer support person, Sandy. So you get all their vote of approval, and you're already probably familiar with our brand as if you haven't been a client or you've been very closely associated with us. We're not taking coaching applications. It's more of a um, organic process where someone says, hey, I'd be interested in being a coach someday. So yeah. you guys are familiar with uh, Ariana that trains at your gym. Yeah. I just found out 
she's got a bachelor's degree in nutrition. And guess what she's interested in doing? So there might be a natural pathway for her to become a coach. We would put her through our training process. I've worked with Dr. Joe. Um, so he does a uh, certification program for coaching. Um, and then obviously our directors have master's degree in exercise science. So if you have all that approval and that support, and when you come on as a coach, you're, you're handheld for the first few clients. They want to see what your communication's like. They want to watch the videos. They're going to see what your training and nutrition programs so are So the like. directors can, are watching all that communication. Yes, yes, yes. Because for early on, it was just me and Steven and a couple of the, you know, very hands-on. Like, we would sit in the room and talk about plans. They'd be like, hey, Paul, what are you doing for Peak Week on this? Now we've got some templates and we've got some things for everybody. But So I trust the directors implicitly. Um, and our feedback has been remarkable. You know, we're not, we're not in the business of just hiring anybody. Well, so one of the things, you know, when we were coming up through the natural bodybuilding scene, you always heard the negative connotations with large coaching teams in the NPC. Sure. Like I, you could probably spout off a couple. I'm not going to do that, but like where they're putting women on tilapia and asparagus, six meals a day, 900 calories, three hours cardio a day, right? And maybe a little bit of Clen, a little bit of Anavar. Sounds like you were on those teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the Anavar and the Clen, you know, Drug Miller, right? Um, So what, like, you do things differently, right? Like, and that was, and that was one of the things I made in the post today is just like one of the most, the largest, most prestigious, but ethical, right? So what do you guys do differently than these other bikini factories? So I call them coaching mills, the companies you're talking about. I like that. And so the reason that I exist is because when Lane started coaching, he was one of the first people to take an evidence-based approach to coaching where it wasn't just everyone got the same meal plan. It was an intake form. It was calories and macros calculated based on your needs. It was macro ratios that were based on evidence, protein, carbs, and fats. You know, a lot of like, for example, these coaching mills would put a 150 pound bikini girl on 250 grams of protein and 10 grams of fat. That like these were the meal plans. They were so trace fat um, and cardio heavy and drug heavy that yeah they got shredded. But for two years they would have hormonal issues. Their hair would be falling out. And Lane kind of made it his personal issues, uh, his personal vendetta to get rid of some of these coaching teams because the girls were coming to him for help. And I kind of picked up that mantle when 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 Lane decided to coach less and focus more on you know apps and mm-hmm. and ebooks and things. So. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to say that, you know, I'll tell you the names off air that those major coaching teams are gone. They do not exist. At so all. Uh, not to throw uh, a names of your competitors out there, but what are the other, are there other prominent teams out there as large as pro physique? Yeah. Like yeah, there's a couple, but they are doing things better now. They are using a more evidence-based approach. I've, you know, I've been, uh, you know, they're doing macros and they're doing flexible. So dieting. they're decent. They're they're Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think the, 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 the industry as a whole is always going to have that element of like, just shut up and follow my plan. Yeah. But I think what I usually say is I'm usually somebody's second or third coach. They finally get to a point where they go, there's got to be a better way. And then they see an athlete being successful. That's actually drinking water backstage at a show that isn't passing out. And they go, Oh, how come you're winning shows and you're actually eating food? And then they, they start to dig a little deeper. Well, I kind of see some similarities too, real quick. Like, so the f- uh, coaching and, uh, competitive industry is evolving, yep. right? The supplement industry is also evolving. And a lot of that evolution is happening is because the consumers yeah. are getting more educated. Well, correct right? me if I'm wrong, Doug, but weren't you one there. of the first companies to put the full 
nonprofits. profile yeah. on your I would say Nutribot in the sports nutrition Cyvation world for sure too, right? for for sure uh, I think they even had prop lens when they first started Cyvation. Um, you know Nutribio was one of the first and we were definitely that's the whole company was founded around that because I yeah. couldn't find anything yeah you know I didn't even know what Nutribio was back then um, but yeah we were definitely one of the first in the industry to do the non blend and now it is a standard like yeah. you you can't even get on a shelf in a major retailer or even a good mom and pop yeah. if you're just all. Well, I think so the, other the day standard raising is, is really what's changed. And it's by the consumer. Yes. And it's the yeah. same thing whether you're buying supplements or you're hiring a coach. They're no longer just accepting that somebody has a big team name. They want to talk to them on the phone. They want to see them at the shows. Like it, to be a full-time prep coach is much more difficult now than it used to oh, be. Oh, totally. I mean, when I, when, even when I prepped, you know, my biggest challenge was because, and, you know, when I quit prepping people, like, we had a great coaching business. Yeah. I mean, it was a six-figure coaching business, and it was totally a side gig, right? Yeah. Like, because we were trying to build the stores and the brands, and yeah. I had a full-time job and a wife, right? Like, yeah. so it was definitely, my biggest challenge was always that there was maybe a handful of shows I could get to, right? but, like, to get to a show like across the country was always the challenge, right? Yep. So like you're pretty much traveling all the time then to the major shows. Yeah, I'll probably be at 40 shows this year. Yeah, that's crazy. I just came from Dallas and I'm driving down tomorrow to South Carolina to go to a show. Yeah. So what is your ultimate goal here then with this? So you've created quite a, a business really. Like what is your ultimate goal? You know, I don't like to too much in the future but uh a i want to win the bikini olympia i mean you know i like to win it multiple times deraja deraja let's go yeah. dj he's coming DJ for it deraja miller <laughs> deraja <laughs> weeda miller um it's getting weird yeah and then you know i see the pro physique brand like evolving into and i don't want to this is going to sound like boastful or whatever but like a weight watchers like we're going to be the next level of the evolution and what's necessary to help people reach their fitness goals, you know? So th that's really where I see it going. We are so totally mainstream, like a lot way more accessible I, outside know, of the, the, the competitive space. Yeah. Well, the competitive space is already locked up. Like I'm bulletproof yeah. there. I love what I do. This is what I do. But what I'm finding is that I almost, you know, the, the feeling of coaching that first time I went with a competitor backstage and they were like, thank you for helping me. I reached my goals and, and my client's mom shook my hand that feeling of gratitude, I'm getting that now through our transformation challenge, my YouTube channel, helping people be like, I was never able to lose weight. I've lost 40 pounds. Thank you. And I want to do more of that too. So, um, what would you have changed during this process? Right? Like, so you've probably learned a lot about leadership and, you know, you have acquired certain things and I'm sure this is maybe a question for Misty as well, who's running all the details behind that. Like, what are the challenges that you face through this process and what would you have changed? I would have just got out of my own way faster. I was trying to do everything for a long time. And as soon as I let go of that control and that need to be like, I'm the one that does this, I'm the one that does this. Um, all the decisions were going through me, all the changes were going through me. As soon as I let stepped back and just focused more on the coaching again and let the business get handled, my wife and our team of people has just done wonderful things so yeah i mean for me I, it's very similar just like taking like the nuts and bolts of just the financing off of me yeah like even just since that has happened we've grown a lot i remember you, you don't to, really used to have you, all your spreadsheets you don't pinpoint it to that and, and you know quickbooks and all that so you don't pinpoint it to that one thing but and it's just lightened the load where maybe i don't have to 
get in the weeds on all that stuff. And that just might mean a little bit more ability to lead in other directions. We had an employee quit. I think we were like three or four coaches at that time. And she was kind of my right hand person, right? She helped me with all my day to day stuff. She helped me with all the inquiries. And when she quit, it forced my wife to step in. And my wife stepped in and immediately, do you realize we're getting 500 inquiries a month and we only have, we're only getting, you know, 38 clients out of that because you guys are all full. And I was like, okay, well, what's that mean? She's like, we need to evolve. We need to add more coaches. We need to add more systems in place so we can evolve because a lot of it, you added a coach, it added more work and there was a limit to how many we could handle. Um, so getting someone involved, a web developer to help us solve these problems, that's really what my wife was able to do. Um, other than that, it would have, it could have just been me forever, just by myself. So let's go back to the, the actual coaching part. So you, you said you have a lot of lay people. So how do they, um, that are coming to you, how do they get in touch with you? Are they going through the website to sign up? Or, yeah, or there's what? so many methods, but I mean, Pro Physique has become a, you just go there and you can set up a free consultation for, for coaching. And so how much does it cost? Right. Like that's the big probably roadblock for a yeah. lot of people yeah. watching this. Like, you know, some people create, you know, these big coaches are thousand dollars a no, month. I think know, like, our low end, you know, newer coaches. Does it gonna, change depending be, on the quality yeah, of the coach? Of course. I mean, yeah. I'm going to charge more than our new coach, sure. but you know, we try to meet the client where they are. If someone's reaching out to us and they just want to get in shape, they don't need me. Right. right. So it, it can be from anywhere from 150 to 300 bucks a month. That's about the range of what coaching is, depending on what you need. And it's all a cart. You can do nutrition, you can do training, you can do, we have a mindset coach, Danica Johnson's amazing, you know, uh, and that. So we're trying to provide, you know, not just the nutrition and the training and all these things, but we're trying to provide an entire solution for people that are having trouble with eating disorders that are, you know, body composition issues or just, heck, some people just need someone to talk to. So we're trying to provide the complete solution for a healthy individual. Um, and to the point now, we're even working with a company called Aspire Rejuvenation, where we can actually have them work with a doctor registered nurse on their blood work and provide that feedback. So we're, we're trying to provide the entire solution for a human. So let, let's jump in there for a second. So you come from natural bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. You run, I mean, you're super involved in the NPC IFBB, which generally they don't have drug tested shows. They so we, we know drugs are a, a big part of physique comp competition. Yeah. Um, of all your clients, like let's put, let's say competitors, how, like what percentage of your competitors are using drugs like do you find that people that are running heavy cycles won't come to you because you, you're this natty guy like how do you handle that client who comes to you when you have no experience in that world well that's why i stick to the bikini division this is the entry level division for the npc and the ifbb and daraja hill just got fourth in the world completely natural yep. so i you know, I'm not going to say all my competitors are natural, but the far majority are. And it's a discussion you have from person to person based on what their capabilities are as a natural athlete, what their expectations are, what their goals are. And this is why I work with a doctor. If someone wants to be on something, we can do it now through hormone therapy clinics, right? Um, based on their needs, because oftentimes it's not that they want to be on drugs. It's that their body dictates it. They are literally unhealthy. You know, there are thyroid issues. There are hormone issues that can be resolved that we, you know, when we were bodybuilding, that was considered doing steroids. Now it's considered hormone therapy and it's an entire new like system. So how do you, how do you manage that? Are you training those people significantly differently? Are they, are you, you require them to tell you if they're on drugs up front? Of course. Like, I, I mean, it, I need to know this. Yeah. And yeah. this is something that, you do know, you, do you train them differently? Um, 
the, the requirements for each competitor are going to be specific to them. So if they recover better because they're on something or they're healthier, absolutely, they can handle more training volume. But it's not like that's the one thing about coaching one division. My training philosophy is kind of focused around, obviously, the muscles for that division. So I don't have to worry about a power lifter one day, a bodybuilder the next day, a men's physique guy the next day, and then a bikini competitor, a figure competitor. I'm sticking to the bikini division. So is this you specifically? Me specifically. My goal is to be the best coach in the world at what I do. And that has like led me to this point. But that's not our company. You know, we have coaches that coach in all divisions. I've got multiple IFBB pro coaches that work under the umbrella. Like in bodybuilding, physique. Yeah. 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 So that, again, that's a one-on-one thing that you address with your client. But to me, it's a very black and white area. I am not prescribing or never will prescribe anything that is, you know, how do you regulate your coach? How do you make sure your coaches are not in following the same? You know, they know, they know where we stand. We have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I just feel like that's a, that's going to be a struggle, right? Like, I don't think so because it's, it's, it's not what we want to do. I, like I said, our company is 70 to 80% lifestyle. Yeah. I don't want to coach. What is your breakdown male to women? Are you mostly female? (sighs) Probably 70, 30. Yeah. Mostly women. I think, I think the health and fitness industry is probably highly feminine at this point. If I had to guess, just based on my demographics, I could be way off. beta males out there. Do you think? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I mean, I back know, when we were buying supplements, question. it was all men. Now mm-hmm. I feel like it's a huge. Well, even if you look at the core demographic, right? Like we have a ton of, I, I haven't looked at the, the number recently, but I'd love to know our online order split of male to female. It's not what it was 10 years ago. That is for right, sure. Right. Like there is a lot of women driving. Well, that, that core purchase. hard, core poise, those are products they are going to be, you know, I use core hard personally, but I know I require my female competitors to use it. That is a staple. Yeah. All right. So what ne- what is next for Pro Physique? And um, let's also talk a little bit about like core and, you know, maybe some things that you want to see in the supplement industry. The next thing for Pro Physique is that we're just going to continue to refine the processes for our clients' check-ins, our coaches' dashboards, and I want to continue to be like a leader in that space. Um, and I know you guys don't check in through our system and see it, but the goal is to continue to make that process better, the user interface, um, faster response times from the website. So like little things that we're seeing, like, uh, you know, some clients are having trouble getting in one day. We want to figure out why that is. But really, once I think we have that solved, there's potential for our system to be white labeled. And you're like, Hey, Paul, I really love your system. I want to start my own coaching business. Could I use your system? Yes. So you're, so you're selling the software at that point. I don't know. Essentially. It's it's something that I've talked to about with our developer. Um, She is a, like, you ever seen the movie, the social network? Like you remember it was like Zuckerberg just putting his hoodie on and working for like that. That's what she is. She, she will literally, I'll tell her I have a problem with something and she will go in her cave and come out and it'll be fixed. And I'm like, what'd you do? She's like, I don't know. I just, I get lost in the code. How'd you find her? She was a client of mine. And she was working somewhere else. And she was working as a pharmaceutical sales rep and she was checking in with me and she's like, your check-in system is stupid. Let me, let me show you something. And she built something scratch didn't pay her and showed it to me. And I was like, what did you do? But she was a pharmaceutical rep, but she just did uh, software development she, on the side. I, I think that was like, you know, kind of like our side. She, she would go home after work. And as a pharmaceutical rep, she would actually write code to make her job easier. So she showed me what she was doing. So she actually solved our billing problem because remember we had coaches that we had to pay 
we had to calculate how much money they brought in, how many clients were theirs, and then what we owed them. That took days. Every month my wife was going through banking records and spreadsheets. She wrote the code to pull all these records and hit a button and figured out everyone's pay. So instead of three days, it now takes three seconds. So she is she your in is she an in-house developer? She's full-time salaried lover to death. Thank you, Melissa. Marissa. <laughs> like, thank you. She's amazing. Like I can't say enough about her. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what do you what do you want to see in the supplement space? I mean, like I, I know you're not I don't want to say like uh, you love sup supplements, obviously. You believe in them, but you know, because you've you've helped, you know, formulate these with me. But like, are you seeing any gaps out there that you would like to see filled besides your Silver Fox uh, uh, male enhancement <laughs> pill? <laughs> the supplements that I love, because things have changed. It used to be this, okay, what can we take to give us this immediate impact, like a pre-workout? Now I love the supplements that we're taking that are allowing our recovery to improve, our mental clarity to improve. Um, so the science is still emerging on a lot of these things. And so I just love to see what's going to come out next to improve our ability to train hard and recover. I'm looking for a digestible way that you can have. How way? About, how about that? Yes. Yeah, because I, 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 I've, I've kind of isolated it down to it's actually, you know, I, Lane helped me, but it's actually a whey protein is the issue. It's something in the whey. It's not the, the lactose. I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm whey intolerant. Usually those two are combined. How do you have any other clients that are whey intolerant? I did notice a lot of people would say to me that they were having digestive issues and I'd say pull the way out for a couple of days and the issues would go away. So there is a, a large amount of people that have at least some small digestive issue. It might not be so bad that they I mean, I'm sure it. I have a digestive issue. Yeah. yeah. My poop is never normal. Like like I mean, and I and I have I feel like I have good digestion. For one week, use only the vegan. It changed my life. Like I, I honestly can't thank you enough because it was so hard for me to hit my protein goals. And now I actually look forward to that damn vegan shake in the morning with a couple ice cubes. I mix it up and I can't wait to drink that. And I, I didn't have that for a while. All right. So what flavors do you want to see? I told you the most important. I'm doing flavor. it for the people, Paul. Okay. Come on, go with it. <laughs> We're going to go pumpkin or carrot cake. Those are the two or s'mores. You're Those such, are you're the, such a basic bee. <laughs> you really are. I coach women. So, so <laughs> carrot cake, I, I feel like that's because, you know, our carrot cake MRP, which you can't have because of the way I know it, was ridiculous. Phenomenal. You taste cream cheese. It was ridiculous. So, and I think, and we also are bringing a little hint for others, a pumpkin spice back. Okay. We have sampling at, to do. As an isolate for the arms race brand. I realize the vegan so, flavoring, it, it's not as easy to match. So whatever you guys come up yeah, with. Yeah. I mean, the, it, Vegan is always going to have a grittier, and a lot of people are curious. They just want to try it. I'll be honest. I, yeah. don't, I don't, maybe it's just because I. That's, that's all you taste. But if yeah. you put core pro sure. texture next to core vegan, it's night and day, yeah. right? It's just that, but you're so used to the. Even the vanilla, because I feel like the vanilla, if I let my friends taste test it, they're like, this is vegan. Listen, I mean, like, I'm going to well, say it. Like, I feel like we have one of, if not the best tasting vegans out there, yeah. but it, it still has that vegan. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and we did a really good, I mean, like, because we didn't want to do a vegan, right? But the one thing, <laughs> yes, the yeah. one thing that we looked at was like, when, when companies go to a vegan product, they feel that that customer doesn't want artificial sweeteners right. and these things. But our customers, you know, our customers do artificial sweeteners. Like yeah. our, our, most of 99.5% of our products are artificial sweeteners. So we were like, let's cater to our current customer. And that was you, yeah. right? Let's make it the best tasting 
vegan that you're ever. Yeah, that's huge. Try. You, you get a well, stevia flavored uh, vegan. Uh, oh god! Not only that, but you guys got the macros crazy because some of the vegan proteins are like, yeah, you're getting 24 grams of protein, but you're also getting 13 grams of fat and you know, and carbs, carbs yeah. right? Yeah. Like they just seem to be higher in carbs. Yeah. So, and I think adding the free form BCAs, even though it's only like a gram, right? It's it's just added, right? Because that's yeah. where the vegan is going to lack is in BCAs, anyways. So yeah, yeah I mean, leucine is the big one with with vegan stuff. Yeah, so I mean, I think, I think we could do a really good carrot cake or oh, I think so for sure. Especially that spiciness will mask some of yeah. the grittiness of the vegan. So challenge accepted. I don't know if we can get it out for full on white bean. And if you uh, could somehow here, reach out to Kellogg's and do a Pop Tart partnership, that would be brands that would mirror <laughs> my life. <laughs> I love yeah. some Pop Tarts. Plenty of sale that. Huh. What? We do, we Nothing. All right, off air. I'm gonna hear about this. <laughs> Let me, I got a question. Um, where, so you're getting all these inquiries where like socially you're, you're big, right? So what is the I biggest, guess there's a it's got a half scale. a million YouTube. Yeah. I'm about to so hit 500,000. YouTube is the, you're still your biggest. But honestly, like even Instagram, the numbers are weird on Instagram now. So I just crossed yeah. over a hundred thousand, but I feel like I have such good engagement on there. I get a lot of yeah. I feel like my direct messages on Instagram are like email marketing from the nineties. Like I get so many DMS Yeah, and they're like, to Legit. me, that's, that's, that's people. I can't even keep up with it. I, I literally, I can go on there and, and work for an hour every night just on DMS. I try to keep up with it. And then I'm also a big, like on YouTube, I go to, I reply to every comment I get. So I try to really engage with people that are engaging with me. I don't want to just be a face. How often I remember when we went to Australia which, by the way, we're going to have to do again. Please. So I haven't we, been since COVID. This is a little digress, but we um, we have a great relationship um, with uh, PhD, is who's our new distributor down there. Okay. Uh, Joe's business has just gone a little bit of a different direction. Still good friends with Joe, uh, and I'm sure we'll see him if we go there. But uh, we are moving more product than we've ever moved before in, in Australia. Are they doing fitness expos again or anything? I mean, I'm sure there's got to be so something. Because that's some what point. we kind of, we went to the Arnold and then did a little But I'm tour. sure we can go and just hit some of the key accounts of PhD yeah. and do some seminars and some things like that. Perth, uh, Adelaide, like Melbourne and Sydney? Yeah. Okay. Br Brisbane. Brisbane? Sure. Okay. Brisbane's my favorite. Right. So, Gold Coast. Haven't been there yet, so that'd be a good one. Yeah, so. Can you put me in a suit? Can I get, I'm getting small over here. Well, I could fit in a suitcase. Hey, well, I'm, they do love mullets I'll over there. They don't carry on. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, like we really would have a big team because then, like, you know, if the arms race team is growing down there too, so then Julian's going to want to go. And if Julian goes, then, you know, Everybody's Aaron's going to go. go. And then POV, we got to stuff him in a suitcase. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a. We're going to have a. We have to get a, a actual bus. Yeah, that'll, not that'll, just a little. That would be that would be an expensive trip. I'm sure the plane flight still. Do you remember you our put core <laughs> and uh, pro physique and maybe a little arms race, sprinkle America in there? I mean, we can charter a jet. Oh, you know who has a huge following in Australia is Daraja. Put a little day day so, in there. Put some day day yeah, day in there. Yeah, the uh, the guy that runs all the IFBB and MPC stuff saw her at the Olympia and stopped her and was like, "Just Daraja." Why doesn't she do the? Uh, isn't I know there's an Australian show. They got. You know, with with their country kind of shut down, they haven't really picked back up yet. So I think maybe next year we'll. Their country was more of a disaster than ours. That was crazy. Listen, uh, you can debate who was more of a disaster, but they literally just shut down everything. Everything. Yeah. And so it's a little easier to do when you have twenty one billion people, twenty one million in their entire country. Right. That's all they have. So it's like it's a completely different government system my one of my best friends lives in melbourne and he told me what they were going through it was terrible oh yeah you're a boy that you hung out brett, with when we went down there yeah yeah, yeah brett he's still you know he moved well out he of owned restaurants 
like six of them. So they how all did, shut down. I was going to say, is he? Did the he the get difference was they shut down their businesses, but the government also shut down the requirement to pay like your mortgages. They they pushed the debt back. They pushed it back. So there wasn't this stress to pay bills. Like the businesses were shut down, but they also weren't being forced to close due to non-payment of things. So everything's back to normal now. So he's still running. The yeah, yeah. He actually, he got them built back up and then sold a couple of them. And he's kind of semi-retired now. He lives on the beach and he's a badass. I love him. Yeah, he was a laid back dude. He laid was, back, but he was a cool guy. He's a hustler, but yeah, he was just, just yeah. All right, uh, I know I don't I don't know where we got into Australia. We were talking about something, and then we're I got ready to go. With, we're, we're like we're Australia ready to now. go to Australia. Yeah, put well, me in a kangaroo pouch. What were we talking about? I don't know. We were going to go somewhere with that. Oh, we were talking about social media. I don't know. Oh, I, I remember know. when we went to Australia, and you were like. Not stressed out about it, but you're like, yeah, I just filmed 15 YouTube videos right before this trip so yeah. that I could, because you were doing like five a week, I think is where, what that you were doing. That used to this. be my motto was like more is better now. Better yeah. So is what better. are you doing now? Two to three a week. Two to three. Is what are your spot? topics? Yeah. I just don't have the time or capacity to be on. Oh, YouTube. I don't think my wife doesn't even watch my YouTube. You're yeah. not offending oh, me. Yeah. Steph, um, there's no way Steph's watching this. You know, I, my favorite okay. thing to do is on my Instagram, people will send me a question and I will address it directly. So. Although my thumbnails and titles will be very generic, like how to get shredded in three days, right? It's the topic is like, that's legitimately a question somebody will have. Hey, I'm going on vacation in three weeks. How do I lose 30 pounds? And I'll be like, whoo, yeah. that's a great thumbnail. 30 pounds in three days. So, but people will click on the video and go, what's this guy talking about? And then I'll show them like, okay, this is really how fat loss works. I'll show them through my experiences, my clients' experiences. I'll give them some real world stuff. We actually developed a free nutrition calculator on our website where you plug in a bunch of information and it spits out a meal plan for you. It spits out your macros. It gives you, so people have been using this and losing weight and it's literally, you don't have to do nothing. It's right on my website for free. So, um, I don't know. I just get so many questions from people that are legitimate, great questions. You know, the thing we remember, we got to remember is like, there was a time when we didn't know what creatine was. And I think the longer you're doing this, the, the tendency is to go like, what are these people doing? They don't understand anything, but it's kind of a privilege to be the person that people are finding. So even though I, I kind of go over the same topics again, it's a whole new audience. So I think uh, this is going to take this as a, a huge compliment, but I think your success has a lot to do with your demeanor and the way you communicate it because you're so, you're not that typical bro juice monkey. You know what I'm saying? And you're way more relatable, I think, to the everyday person, the way, right? Like you let yeah. your gray, your gray beard shine. Th no, I'm being totally serious though. Yeah. But like you're in great shape for 47, 47, 47. You're in great shape for 47. So that's motivating. So like clearly you know what you're talking about, but you're not some, you know, jacked up, you know, roid right. monster. You're kind of somewhat soft spoken. And I think that's what. I, you probably have a lot of, that's why you get so many views, right? Because it's kind of like, it's, it's not so it's easier in to your face. To. It's easier to listen to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I try to relate it to like, I have to understand every concept that I talk about. And I just try to relate that to whoever's listening to my video. They don't need to understand the Krebs cycle. They just need to understand you can eat damn carbs and lose body fat because there's this whole thing about you can only lose fat if you're on carnivore. You can only lose fat if you're fasting. And I think we all know better, but there, every time a movement happens online, it's almost like this whole shift in like tribalism around, you have to be no carb, you have to be no fat, whatever it is at that time. And that's always a huge opportunity for you to just of course, talk about that. Of right? course. And educate uh, against that. Great. 
I mean, I think Lane actually has been doing some really good video. I love his debunking videos. He's gotten better. He used yeah. to be a little bit aggressive, aggressive to, and yeah. harsh, and now he's kind of starting to relate to people on a different level, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Do you still hang out with Lane? You Very still much. See as yeah. much as possible. You know, he's as busy as I am, but, yeah. I mean, he's still one of my closest friends, and we still... I mean, honestly, when we get together, we'll go smoke a cigar and, and, and hang out, and we don't post about it. You know, like, I don't yeah. need to do that with him. Yeah. Right on. I have pa another question. I was going to say, Patrick, you, you we're running out of right. time here. So what's... Uh, so you've been 10, 10 plus years, you've been pro physique? Yeah, I think we did the math. It's 11 or 12. 11 or 12. Whatever the... It shifted to mostly bikini. So for me personally. For coaching, you personally. Yeah. So let's talk about... Can I ask the question of, was there ever any uh, bumps in the road, maybe in your marriage, with the sure. fact that you're only not... The majority of your time is staring at women's uh, physiques, Very fair question. That's right? a very fair question. The majority of your time is spent with women yep. in minimal clothing. Yep. Uh, can you speak to that? Very you know, fair like question. Has, it been, has there been, like, obviously, Missy is very uh, on board with what the, yeah. the brand's doing now, but was it ever difficult? Like... Uh, I don't want to say it was never. I'm difficult. afraid to look at your phone. I'm afraid to go through the oh, pictures. You can look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't want all the update pictures, right? Yeah, I, I think it was such a natural transition when I was coaching natural bodybuilding, and I was looking at men's asses then. So, you know, it's <laughs> same thing. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't as if I said I want to coach only women so I can look at these beautiful athletic women. It was literally just what the what the business presented to me and when i started going down that path of coaching females I, I, they're better they're better clients they they I, it's hard to describe because it was just such a natural transition but i will say this coaching females it's a very black and white i never touch my clients i'm never alone in a room with my clients i'm never going to meet with them in private Unless they're like family to me, like Daraja, right? At this point, me and Daraja are like Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I saw you touch her arm today. Today I touched her <laughs> arm. But you see, like, yeah. like, you even noticed that. That was odd. So there was a couple coaches that were having relations with their clients a few years ago. And then, you know, people were like, oh, what about Paul? And, like, all my clients stood up and said, nope, there is zero. So I think that allows me... Um, with my wife and with my clients, the very clear line. I make it very clear that I'm married and very clear that I'm your coach, and that's what it is. Um, and so that's allowed me to work with a very high caliber of client without, there is zero kind of like, I don't know, concern or worry, zero stress. Um, because I just, I just make sure that line is very clear from the beginning. If I have to go meet a client at her hotel, I'll bring someone with me, preferably a female coach on my staff. Um, and probably know, I'm assuming from day one, like, that communication between you and your wife was high. Like this is yeah, yeah, right? like yeah. She she she'll look at pictures and be like, "Wow, great glutes." You know, it's I, I don't know how to explain it, but when I'm looking at my client pictures, there is zero sexualization in a pose. I get more blushful when Daraja puts on like her jeans and a crop top. I'm like, "Whoa, dude, what are you? That's what are you wearing?" <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Paul, I was just wearing a bikini in front of you." But that to me, that's like. That's a physique competition person. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's, you know. Bodybuilding is interesting too, where you like, it is hard to see not, you study physique so much yeah. that it's hard to like, I don't know what that person's going through right now. Just, just, but I can tell that their love handles are hanging out or like, yeah. I just, I just feel like I can see it. I just see the physique and I, I like kind of almost judge it's judging yeah. a little bit, judge the physique out without Actually, no, maybe knowing the person. But sure. I think bodybuilding kind of has warped 
that into Oh yeah, and I, I I will say that was a concern for my wife. She started to worry like, "Oh, that's the what I was attracted to." I'm like, "No, no, this is this is a competitor. They are actually you know, every, we all know when we're lean and in state shape, that is not attractive. You are not in the mood. <laughs> that, that is a very specific time in your life. That is not a time when you want to be like dating or meeting people. So, you know, but you know, this is, this is something that after 15 years together and 10 years of marriage, like we have immense trust for each other, you know? And yeah. so it, it goes both ways, but it's about communicating and being very clear and um, intentional with the way I treat people. And, you know, like that's, that's also from experience before I met my wife, <laughs> I, I messed up relationships and stuff by not communicating enough. So that's that's a learned behavior. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Snaps, for, always, snaps for Paul. Not always like, because it's part of the industry, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's easy to like kind of joke or poke about. I, I know, take like, my reputation very seriously. There is no, there is no leeway for me to even joke about something like that. Like, you know, you can ask any female client that I've ever worked with. There has been zero bounds even over. One, I think yeah. that's a testament to like, why you've been here for the so ethical long, side of it, right? Why you, why yeah. the company is as big as it is, why yeah. it's continuing to be the best, uh, or one of the best in the, in the competing space now, right? Yeah, like that's the goal. And it's because of, it's probably because of core values. Do you have core values? Yeah. Written yeah. Down and in when your you, office? When, when you have that core value at the top, all the decisions that you make totally. that trickle down from yep. that are become easy. Yeah. It, not that they're easy to make, but they're clear. Right. Do you have written? I think we've talked about this before. We might have talked about it. Do you have core values that are written? Like, obviously, you have yeah. core values, but have you? Do you have them written? Yeah, out? we just don't have them like printed out anywhere or anything. I mean, I don't have them on my website or anything. But we have core values that me and my wife talk about all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of have to. Um, I love that you guys have them on the coins and you have them on the walls and stuff. So like. That's one thing I love about being around you, Doug, and you, Patrick, and this whole company is every time I come here, I leave a better version of myself. I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. I got to do some stuff like that, too. Like well, I heard you yesterday on a video. You're like, it was impromptu. I don't think you told anybody. You were like, every time we come here, we get fired up. What just happened? Every time we come here, we get fired up, and yeah. uh, um, we're already scheduling, like, the next, yeah. you know, the next one. Yeah, you, know? uh, you, so. you, can, you can get bogged down in your day-to-day -day work and just kind of, like, be in the grind, and you don't step back and look at, what else is going on so it's cool to go see other people's grind and and, and witness it and then go yeah yeah we could be doing something oh, better it's every time i feel like we step out of our bubble like we we gain yeah. something you yeah know, like i did a tour with um a retailer not too long ago we have retail stores so when he's taking me to their retail stores i'm like oh man that was pr that was pretty good you yeah. know where we went to the ifba uh championship um, back in like 2016, we met with First Form um, yeah. in St. Louis, drove to Kansas City. After the First Form meeting, like Doug was, me and Carl were going to hit this long road to go back to Virginia. And Carl's, Doug's like, I need you guys back in the office on Monday. We got to change a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to like That's implement awesome. all these things. And so every time you do step out of uh, your bubble and enter into somebody else's, yeah. you kind of, you, you see it a little bit differently. Yeah, especially know? with first form, because I think they were big on culture. And that, that's when I noticed Core's, Core went, okay, we're going to double down on our culture. Oh, yeah. Because you guys have such a great product line, but the you didn't intentionally put your culture out there for everybody to absorb. And that's when you started doing, you know, the larger expos, you started having the, the, uh, the core ambassadors. And it's like, people want to be a part of something. My favorite thing that Massive Joe, when we were touring Australia, he said to me was, content is kinged but community is kingdom. And that always stuck with me. I love that. And that's quote. something that I've focused on. That's why I do multiple in-person events throughout the year, because I don't need to, but it just, it helps build our community. For sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know where Doug went. Did he give up? I think he just peaced out. 
So I have a story that's very similar, but I don't know if I should say it on air. Similar to that scenario, the word Doug was like, "I gotta go." And he just <laughs> left, and I'm just like, "Okay." And I was like, I was like, uh, six months in or a year in of working with him. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Is he not coming back? I don't know. <laughs> we we just hit an hour. I got to call at two thirty. Yeah. Uh, here he is now. He's coming back. Well, we'll wrap it up. We were that, worried well, about you, Doug. Was, that was. Hey, dude, I was stalling so long, but we were well, about so to here's just. The thing. So that was terribly planned because I came right off an important phone call before this, but I actually had a core value for you. Oh. And then I couldn't find, there was, we have 12 core values and they're all on this table, these coins. And that haven't been separate bags, but they're not really like super organized. And I, I sure enough, it was one. the last bag that was the one I needed to find. And uh, so then I was like, when you started call, talking about core values, I was like, I knew I forgot something. So anyways, here's Paul's core value because this is really important to us. So Paul, we, we talk about this a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen us give out a core value coin, but uh, these are really important to us. So like we have our 12 core values. They're in here. Um, this one here is build community. And obviously, so this is not only <laughs> um, your community, the pro physique community, which is quite impressive, right? Like there's not many coaches out there that could build a community based around your core values that for, like I said in the post earlier today, that is ethical in this world, in this, in this industry, really, um, from top to bottom. So that's, this is for that, but it's also for helping build our community in core. You are a big part of core. Like I said, you're probably, probably the highest, uh, you know, the longest running core elite athlete that we have. And you've been there for a long time and you've been loyal throughout there. I'm sure there's been other supplement companies that are probably bigger, could throw more money at you than we do. Um, so this is really, you know, just thank you for our, your loyalty and thank you for helping to build our community. And it's been really fun kind of growing with you and, yeah. and seeing, you know, both the businesses grow and build together. So, uh, you're a huge part of what we do. And so build community, man. I Thanks, appreciate, appreciate you. I feel the same way about you <laughs> and yeah, the offers are there, but honestly, um, your commitment to being the best supplement company someone that is determined to make sure that what's on the bottle is in the product, that's more valuable to me than, than money. Like I'm, my clients are getting results because of the products that you make. I'm getting results because of the products you make. I'm loyal for life. Like that's, yeah. that's what matters. Most. And, and just to be clear here, like there's probably multiple coins on this table that I could give Paul. Like, you know, like I, I've said ethical multiple times. One of them is, you know, the, the, the business over, Ethics over business, man. Um, ethics, ethics over, over money. money. God, my brain is retarded. <laughs> Sorry, that okay. I'm not sure I mean, can say that word. Sorry, we'll just we'll just clip that out. Go ahead and just clip that out. Ethics over money is another big one, right? Yeah. And it's something that you know we live out every day, and so do you. So crush a lifestyle. Crush a lifestyle, like, man. So I mean, like naturally, when I mean honestly, I should probably just steal all these core values and make them mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, like writing them and we've talked about this a million times and people are probably like just shut up about the core values Doug but like writing them down memorializing them and making them a significant focus to everything you do makes the brand and culture stronger and it makes decision making so much easier that literally you just point to it that's yeah. it like there is not really a discussion that has to be had does it follow yeah. the does it fit under the core values so I'll tell you one last story we'll wrap it up with this because I know we're kind of running long but I told my wife a couple of years ago I said I have a goal and I, I want to know if you're on board with it 
because it's going to change how I behave as a coach, as a husband, as a father. It's going to, and I said, I want to become the number one coach in the world. Now that's not quantifiable. No one's going to ever say like, you're the number one coach. Oh, hopefully all my clients think that of me. But I said, I want to feel like I'm the number one coach in the world. And she's like, go for it. And that meant I needed to be at more shows. That mean I, I needed to do more seminars. I needed to learn the sport. I needed to learn every single aspect of an athlete's journey through the stage, psychological, physiological, right? And so that's a journey that I'm still on. But having that core value with my wife has really allowed us to be on the same page because she doesn't go, why are you at shows? Why are you staying late to talk to the judges? Why are you traveling to this seminar? Why are you going to USF to do a, a study on, you know, biomechanics? Like she, she just understands that that's my focus and that's really helped us, you know, stay that's on the huge. same page. I just yeah. got chills. Thinking. Well, that's your mission. Yeah. That, that's is, my that mission. is your mission, right? Like, I just yeah. got chills thinking of, um, like one of your one of your kids saying, "Mom, where's where's Daddy?" And she just goes, "He's off being the number one coach in the world." You know, I, I mean, like that, yeah. right? like, if you're not home, <laughs> my kids see me working, and I I want to be proud of that. I want my you know my you know what's really my nine year old has realized that dad is a YouTuber because people stop me in oh, public yeah, yeah. and go, "I watch you on YouTube," and I see his face go. Holy crap, my dad's on a It's so funny. I mean, I have like 20,000 followers. You have five hundred thousand, and even my you know. You know, Lawson said that you, he saw you on a YouTube, like you, you have a YouTube, your, yeah. your YouTube. And then like, they'll see the clips of like these podcasts and stuff like that on social. And they're like, yeah. is that YouTube? And they're all, you know, because they yeah. watch YouTube kids and stuff yep. like that. And they think it's like the coolest thing. They think it's basically TV. Yeah. You're yeah. on TV. Yeah. Like my, we my dad's kids. on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Yeah, my so. dad's a bodybuilder for a living. For his, I mean, uh, that's their goal. Kids now want to grow up to be a YouTuber. Like my, my sons watch this like fishing YouTube guy. Yeah. And they, then they'll make me take them to the go fishing that day. Yeah. But that's what they love to watch. It's crazy. Yeah. What a world. All right, Paul, we appreciate you. Thanks for uh, listening in here, folks. Till next time, keep crushing it. Keep crushing.